All right, Modern Recordists, we're in week three of our series of episode reruns here. We are probably going to be doing a few more weeks of these reruns before jumping back in with some new episodes. So this is a good opportunity for you to catch an episode that you may have missed or perhaps pick up something new from an episode that you've already heard. This time, we're digging back towards the beginning of the podcast and rerunning the first half of episode nine with the band Ave. I had the pleasure of mixing an album for these guys. I think it was uh, late 2014 or early 2015. In any case, you will more than likely hear us talk a little bit about that on the show, so I don't want to give too much of it away now. Uh, Quickly before we jump into this rerun, I want to make sure that you get subscribed to The Modern Recordist. The two main ways to do that are by going to my website at johnstinson.com. That's J-O-N-S-T-I-N-S-O-N.com. Remember, there's no H in John. Go there and put your email that's in the sign-up form right on the front page. This way, I will make sure that you never miss an episode of the podcast with quick little emails that let you know about new episodes as they come out. Additionally, I will also, from time to time, send you some thoughts and tips on recording, mixing, producing, songwriting, and creative flow. So go ahead and jump over to my website, put your email address in the form on the front page there, and uh, you will be hooked up. But if you're more of an iTunes user, you can fire up your podcasting app or open up iTunes on your laptop or desktop, search for The Modern Recordist, and click or tap that little subscribe button there. While on iTunes, do make sure that you leave a rating and review as well. Good and honest ratings and reviews clue other people into the value that you're getting out of this show and ensures that we continue to produce great content and bring on great guests that you find inspiring and fun to listen to. And finally, if you're getting something out of listening to The Modern Recordist, make sure that you share it with a friend or three. Go ahead and drop a link into an email or a text message or a social media post and let everyone you know how much you're enjoying listening to The Modern Recordist. Okay, friends, please enjoy this rerun of the first half of one of the most popular episodes of The Modern Recordist to date. To catch the full episode, jump over to johnstinson.com slash blog, type A-A-V-E into the search field. Episode 9 will be the first result. Also, make sure you connect with these guys by jumping over to their website at aveaveave.com. That's A-A-V-E. They've been working on new material for a new album, playing more shows, touring, and generally doing the types of things that rock bands do. So check them out, see where they're releasing new material, uh, when they might be touring through your town, and uh, get connected on their social media. Okay, ladies and gents, here is a rerun of the first half of Episode 9 with Ave. Right on, yeah. Kyle, Lloyd, Parrish, Pete, Ave. Here we are. Hello. Yeah, thanks for thanks hey. for thanks for dropping in on the Modern Recorders today. As uh, I'm standing up, towering over you today, I feel I'm kind of in this whole thing of uh, not sitting. So much sitting, and it's like 
people the thing people are saying is sitting is the new smoking i'm like uh i'm just i had to stand up i had to stand yeah 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 right let's all light up let's all light up (laughs) right now um but yeah awesome those those killer cool um thanks yeah that song's called craven craven right on and that's on uh that's on your guys forthcoming record that will be coming out this summer correct august 14th awesome yeah it's called there's nothing do you remember mixing that let me think. Mm, yeah, <laughs> thanks, man. man. You did no, a great job. Thank you. No, it was a pleasure. That was yeah, such it was a it was such a it was such a great record to work on, and so I'm excited to be able to um, showcase a couple of cuts uh, off that record here um, on the show today. Cool. And um, yeah, man, it was it was a fun project to work on. It was like, and you know, I, I loved like that um, the like the first conversations that we had about um, about the mix like when you guys came in we were kind of just like initially talking about it and stuff um was like you know how much uh how much how, how crazy can you get with your ideas or like you know just like wanted to explore just a lot of like very just kind of like you know maybe dare I say take some risks and stuff like that and just do things outside the box and like really you know throw some things out that were um cool yeah we like we definitely wanted to do that with you uh we knew you were kind of the right guy to do that we had tracked it, and I think we had take, taken it as far as we could push it, you know. Sure. We needed some outside it's ears. It's kind of a big deal for us to... Um, you might want to get right up in that mic. It's like, yeah. Can it's, you hear me? Can yeah, now I can hear you. No, yeah. I mean, it was kind of a big deal for us to come to somebody else with the mix. I mean, we had recorded the whole thing ourselves. We have a studio and stuff, and we kind of felt like at first, you know, if we didn't mix it ourselves, we'd be betraying ourselves in some kind of way. You know, like we're the ones supposed to see this through to the mm-hmm. end since we started it, but... As we got into the mix, we kind of realized, you know, we needed an outside sure. brain, not just somebody to get the levels right, but somebody to bring like a creative touch or their own artistic ability to the record so that we'd almost have like a fifth member on the record, sure. you know? And so we wanted somebody who wasn't just going to make it sound sonically good, but maybe kind of take it somewhere that we hadn't been able to do ourselves. So, and uh, I think that's exactly what we got. So we were really stoked on awesome well i'm humbled and and, uh yeah i'm I'm glad you guys are are happy with that i'm it was fun for me to work on i was happy to work on it and that was that was part of the element of like the fun for for me um was that right off the bat we got into those discussions like how what can we do like let's talk let's talk about all kinds of artistic liberties here and like i love that that's the space i live in and like you know so um so it was great man it was it was that's what makes it fun you know that's the kind of stuff that you uh that you get to you enjoy doing and um yeah so it was a blast yeah sure yeah right on so um well cool so uh let's um let's talk about you know let's talk about the record let's talk about um um kind of uh the the thought process and the creativity and the songwriting behind it and all that i mean this is your guys first release is as a four piece yeah. yeah Yeah, cool. Full length. Yeah, we have one other um, six-song collection, an EP, that Kyle and I uh, actually put together. And that was more of just like a basement project. We were both in other bands at the time, but we're Mm -hmm. like, hey, there's this... We had all these ideas, and we had nothing to do with them, and Kyle had been working a lot on his own personal stuff, and I was like, man, I'd love to get in there, help you record it, add some of my own stuff. Let's just work on it, so... We, um, at the time, we kind of lived at our studio. Yeah. It was in our house. So, okay. So, you know, it, late, late at night, after we were done with everything else, we're like, hey, let's go work on these songs. And we would, we would write 
as we recorded them. You uh-huh. know? So we would kind of just play it and then keep it and then build off that. And uh, it was just the two of us. So it was a lot spacier, more ambient and stuff. But Totally in the box, too, Less right? filter. Yeah. Yeah. Not a whole lot of, not a lot of rethinking on anything. Just a lot, almost like stream of consciousness for yeah. writing and recording. Awesome. And we realized we wanted to do kind of like a full band thing. We dug the EP so much and what we had done. We're like, felt like let's take this even further. Mm-hmm. And, um, Parrish on bass and Pete on drums are guys that we had played with in different bands. And we really, really wanted them to be a part of this and see what would happen. Kind of take the same stuff we've been doing, but add like a dynamic rhythm section. Um, so they were cool enough to come on board and, and, um, and we just took it from there. We started yeah. from scratch, man, as a awesome. four piece. Yeah, awesome. That's killer, man. Um, so it was the two of you initially just getting yeah. together and writing songs and stuff, and and uh, yeah. So that's something that I like to explore too. On because the theme, you know, the modern recordist, I like to dive into that theme of like what it's like to be a musician, creative, you know, songwriter in mm-hmm. the modern world, and how people are making records. You know, like you know how most people out there are making records these days, you know, cause it's not like you, you, when you say like when, when you think of like records and like how they're made and all this stuff and like, there's like sort of the, the certain like normal idea of like what, uh, what that means. But the reality is like, if you really look at, you know, spend any amount of time making records and being, in the studio, like all that stuff is evolved, you know, it's not like this kind of what maybe the like big media or, or whatever would sort of like portray it to be. And it's really, you know, you, you listen to these records that are like huge records, you know I mean? Like they critically claimed records and you like kind of look into how they were made and you're like, Oh wow, that's kind of cool because yeah. it's like, you know, may have been made in a, in like a, in some cases, some of these records are made like in a people's like literally in people's cars and like just in their basement yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Less, it's less of an event. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So it's cool. Well, so when we were writing, like we would just take guitar, plug it straight into a pre, like no, maybe a couple pedals, no amps, no anything. Cause it was just to get the ideas down. Yeah. And we'll be like, okay, well later we're going to go back and redo these with the amps, with the pedals, with the whole deal, mic it up 57 on a cab, yeah. that deal. But like when we'd go back to do that, we'd listen to the things that we recorded just straight in. And we were like, man, this idea and this, like the feeling is there. I think if we, you know, try to make this this pristine thing, we're going to lose all that feeling. Yeah. So we ended up keeping, you know, by far the majority of that stuff on that first EP is all demoed stuff yeah. that we planned yeah. on replacing and then just decided not to because it just felt Yeah, right. the moment. It's like, that's like, you know, it's all about, uh, I think, number one, all about the vibe, you know, and about yeah. the spirit of of the uh, of the the creation over... Because, like, I think that the, like, technical and fidelity part of all that stuff is an extension of... I get to think of it that way. Like, the fidelity and the technical and, like, the quality. You know, I do air quotes. I do that a lot. Air quotes. And I always say that I do air quotes because people can't see me. Yeah. They they are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So... So So-called fidelity. Right. You know? (laughs) I, I think that's just... I think that that is contingent on the artistic sort of vibe you know i mean because yeah. i think about that a lot like 
it's kind of subjective. Like, what is a good vocal? I mean, you know, like, yeah. what is a good sounding guitar? Uh, does a guitar ever really sound good? I mean, uh, you know, is it ever really in tune? Is it ever, you know, I think about a lot of that kind of stuff. And like, even like, you know, um, tuning drums, tweaking drums and that kind of stuff. And like, that, it's all kind of a matter of taste, a lot of it, you know what I mean? And, um, and it's all relative to what you've heard before. Yeah. yeah. What you're supposed to be used to. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's like, what it's i don't know it's kind of like a an intertwined layer of sort of the just the overall artistic vibe and the like yeah. the embodiment of the song you know so what i'm getting at is like you know a lot of times that's like i i prioritize the prioritize things that way so a lot of times it's like i guess you know um why would you want to the idea of like replacing this, but now that like everything's kind of congealed and like this whole, like this thing has taken shape. It's like, Oh, it, it, I guess it doesn't sound good or it doesn't sound perfect or whatever, but it's right. right. It's right for this. You know what I mean? So there's so many, uh, I think that, uh, in modern recording, that's, you know, the technology, um, the way that things are, is like kind of the, the recording medium, itself has become kind of a its own instrument you know what i mean and when that happens it just i don't know so it so much influences um how you write i mean it's like a yeah. part of the writing you know what i mean I, th- I think there may have been a time when it necessarily wasn't kind of like wasn't really that way it was like more of like well we're gonna write and then we're gonna just you know capture that real quick on a little you know tape recorder or something and then it would be. And then after that, we get it all all that done. We'll go. Uh, we'll work this up and like do it for real in a studio. But like I don't. It's kind of all kind of inter, an intertwined sort of process now. Yeah. Like yeah, I think it's know. led to like a new level of experimentation too, because songwriting's not just about you know grabbing a guitar and and and, and sitting down and trying to come up with a melody. It's about it's about going through, seeing what kind of sounds you can find, finding out how you can be unique. Um, when there's so much other stuff out there and, and how you can put it all together in a way that maybe hadn't been done before. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. You know, and I think, uh, there's that whole, um, technology discussion. Um, and people will talk about like, Oh, you can't, you know, you, it's almost like there's like the sort of this, like, a um, undertone of like oh that's cheating because technology allows you to do this or that or this that but yeah. I, yeah, I don't even think of it that way i think of it more as like it just it's just different it just it's just influences and we were kind of talking about this just a little bit ago about uh i always re- i'm re- been referencing david burns how music works that book a lot yeah, because it's, cool it's yeah because it talks about that you know and, and and brian eno talks about that too and how spaces and technology and different permutations of even like instruments it all like it influences how you create the art you know and um and so i've always looked at it that way you know I, that's uh, and trent Reznor, i've heard him talk about stuff like that too you know uh, doing a lot of computer-based instrumentation with synthesizers and things like that you know and uh um yeah it's just a it's just different it's just an extension it's just another it's just another instrument so I was gonna say they're all electronics. Yeah. Like, where do you draw the line? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Whether it's a computer or synth or your vocals. Sure. Right. Yeah. It's kind of weird for us. I mean, we come from like an era of 
a rock band's got to be big guitars and and um you got to have a big drum kit and you know you kind of like the 90s you just were all about rock music you know yeah and but we're a long ways away from the 90s now so it's like how do we be this kind of modern band while still playing guitars and right. having a bass and a yeah. drum kit like how do we not just be um how do we stay relevant and current and do something new right so you are kind of like when you in the creation process is that something that you're always kind of keeping sight of and working towards like is that kind of a question that you're like through your music creation that you're trying to have like answered or is it something that you don't really think about that much and it just sort of happens or like, well, I think it's like, helpful too to have a strong rhythm section today in today's music because so much is like built upon rhythm and bass. Mm-hmm. And um, even when Kyle and I would write the EP, we'd always start with a drum beat. I mean, but we're just not, you know, we're like guitar guys. So yeah. I mean, they're not as strong as 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 they could have been, but that's still what we would start with, and then we'd Hearsay. work on. <laughs> Kyle's excellent at uh, <laughs> dr- keyboard drums, but uh, so we kind of build off that, you know. But now with having Parrish and Pete, um, we can have like a more interesting rhythm to build a song yeah. off of, and the way that we approach guitars is not really okay. Well, let's do something big and epic here. It's kind of like how can these guitars work on top of this kind of rhythmic song we yeah. have going, how can they fit in? How can they kind of do the me- uh, the yeah. melody? But we don't, I mean, we don't play a whole lot of chords. Right. It's mainly um, just sound, you know? And so that's like, you were going to say, go ahead. I was just say, I, I think it just comes down to whoever has the first idea, whether it's a bass line, a drum line. If I get to a, a guitar part first, Lloyd writes his part over mine or vice versa. Or, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. With this newer record, we wrote in a more traditional sense where we all got in a room, instruments in hand, um, and just kind of banged it out like that as opposed to kind of demoing and tracking as we went. Yeah. We used an iPhone as a point of reference to kind of listen back to what we had written, but Mm -hmm. um, we kind of went a little more traditional with that, try to capture that element of writing. Right on. So, yeah, I was going to get into sort of that a little bit, like with this particular record once you guys, so that first part of the project that you guys did kind of worked in your, did your own thing. And then, and then you guys hooked up with them, right? With mm. Parrish and Pete right. brought them in and then started working on writing a whole other body of material. Yeah, we had always yeah. rehearsed in our studio space, like Kyle and I had written there, done all that stuff there, but then we thought let's just to kind of inspire us to do something different let's go to my house right yeah, yeah. to yeah. Pete's house and house. Uh, make as much noise as we could cool. in, in a tiny house, tiny, tiny tiny bedroom so, laundry, so you were like okay <laughs> all right so like so like the four of you were getting in the laundry room and just yeah. crammed in there and just blasting it yeah nailing it cool. out cool yeah and and it was co- it was almost cool in a way cuz i'd heard about i like always like to read about what producers do and stuff and i'd seen that a lot of times these producers will go work with like these huge bands and they have these like huge rehearsal spaces and and uh, I'd read about this one guy he made the whole band stand within like five feet of each other yeah it's like you guys have been used to this for too long get back to how you were yeah. back in the day 
you know, get all your gear on top of one another yeah. and just bang out some That songs. sounds like my kind of vibe right there. Yeah, and that's yeah. what we did at Pete's house, yeah. you know? We yeah. just And I think our very first kind of little jam we did became, turned out to be one of the songs on the record called Blender. Cool. And it's kind of more a more aggressive song. It's changed I, quite a bit, though, if you listen back to that demo. Yeah. Yeah, it's very different. That's what's funny too is we would record the demo like on an iPad or an iPhone, and then in like GarageBand, just using like you know, you can only swipe with your fingers. It's not you don't have the computer and all that yeah, stuff. But yeah, we're like chopping up demos we recorded and and on an iPad and like moving parts around yeah. and stuff. And 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 then we try that arrangement out and just keep going back to Pete's house and 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 seeing how it went. We almost kept the intro for what song was that? Uh, what became nothing here, I think, or nothing Stray. there, whatever yeah. the song's called. <laughs> we actually got, we were mad <laughs> because like, we loved the, the, the intro from the demo so much. The original, like, very first like demo. Like the iPhone recording. Yeah. yeah. And we wanted to, like, we couldn't reproduce it no matter how hard we tried in the studio. So then we're like, oh, yeah. right, let's just use this. And then we, it's just so far back through so many different, we've redone that song so many times, we just can never find it, but that's kind of alludes back to the other thing. It's like we could never recreate the magic of that yeah. little iPhone recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's there's something to that. Like I, I'm really that I'm I, I'm really, um, uh, that's I don't know. That's my really my style is to kind of just like go go go, always be moving forward, kind of a thing. And uh, mm-hmm. at least when it when it when it when it comes to you know, it's funny when it comes to. Uh, something that I've been hired to work on was like a producer or something. That's what I, I'm always like urging the project to have that forward motion and do that, you know, and make quick decisions and don't linger around too long on this, yeah. you know, and just do it. Yeah. Um, and then this is funny, but because when I'm like, when I'm, when I'm like writing, you know, and creating my own stuff, I'm the opposite. And it's like, I torture myself and I'm like, Oh my, I need somebody to come in here and like, tell me, like stop stop cool like out. get out of your head and like just <laughs> like that and just go I don't, yeah. it doesn't matter what it is just here you have this option this option this option just pick one and don't even think about it just do it and yeah. there's a lot there i think i think that there's a lot to be said for that you know yeah. i think that i think there is a lot well, the balance to be said for is that. good and we have that too like uh, like pete is a big time perfectionist on his drum parts and, and and we all are on our individual instruments but then it takes the rest of us mm-hmm. to just you know, kind of truck through, and and then sometimes on my guitar stuff, like I usually like the first thing I, I do. You know, mm-hmm. um, as long as it's in time and it's in tune, I think it and it gets the feeling across. It's there. Like you think if somebody's riding in their car listening to this, what's more important to them, the feeling that they can get from it, or whether or not every single note is played to right. perfection? Yeah, you know. And that yeah. was this kind of goes back to what we were talking about a second ago. But I know that Kyle and I had conversations about that. Um, thing where like you're demoing and we've been in several bands we've been in a band together other bands and and generally your demos like rule you'll play yeah. your demos for somebody and they'll be like man this is awesome and then you end up six months down the road you play them the final mix and you can just see it on their face you know your friend or a colleague it or whoever sucks. they're like yeah this is you can just tell it's it doesn't it doesn't hit them the same yeah. way that your demo did yeah. so that was like yeah. something we i know we talked about we might have all four talked about that but like making sure that like this was not the project 
that that happened on. Yeah. Because that really sucks when that yeah. happens. So totally. basically, we just didn't play the demos for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except just ourselves. Just <laughs> immediately go back and erase them. Burn all the iPhones that they were recorded on. I'm pretty sure Pete still likes the demos better in our record, but uh, we're, we're still working on them. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> no. All good. All good. What's that? Gen- like the hum from the washing machines, I think, is what he likes. Yeah. yeah. There's that hum feel. <laughs> yeah. Uneven washing machines. There's like a. <laughs> <laughs> totally, man. Like, dude, there's time. stuff like that on records, you know? Like, I mean, uh, one, like the thing that comes to mind, I think it was, uh, may have been Led Zeppelin when the levee breaks, that you can hear the like kick drum pedal squeaking and stuff. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. there's like. All those Pixies records, you know, um, the, there's like ghost vocals that are like from other takes that they just either like forgot to mute off or somehow or another they ended up bleeding in, you know, nice. and you can just, you, you know, I just, I love that. It's like, you know, Steve Albini Same. and his like, his, his like aesthetic for recording is just like, it's, it's like that. It's just go. I mean, does it sound cool? Are we vibing? Cool. Then that's all that matters. Let's do Let's like keep going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the, uh, the first Beck record or not the first record, but the Mellow Gold, um, they recorded it in his kitchen. Yeah. And so you can hear people doing dishes. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So you, you may even be able to find a little bit of click track on one of our songs on our record. Right on. Yeah. yeah. So if you listen say, carefully. If, if, it was artistic choice by the mixing engineer. <clears throat> yeah, right on. <laughs> or, or, or an oversight that I passed off as an artistic choice. <laughs> what's, you were good what's, at that. What's funny, man, is I, um, I was listening to... I, I, showed Kyle this but one day I was listening to a Vampire Weekend song mm-hmm. um, mm. and I heard a click track I was like and, and the, the, it was like it was in tandem with a lyric about t- the ticking of the clock uh-huh. it's on Vampire something Weekend Vampire Weekend the new record the city the, yeah the newer yeah. one anyways um, but they had like used the click track ticking of the clock and they had like faded it in, faded it out. You got three ticks of the click. Uh-huh. And it was so subtle, I had to like, when I listened to it, I had to go back and say, I was like, did they leave it in the whole song? I realized they had just put it in there just for three little ticks. You know what it could have been, actually, is like, is it, it, sometimes like it, it bleeds off the Ezra's headphones pocket into the mic. You know, that happens a lot and stuff. Yeah. If you solo up people's vocals, a lot of times you'll hear like the track. is For like, sure. They're moving their head around. You know, and it's just like, it's like, doesn't this weird, like, sort of like phasey thing, you know? And sometimes, For sure. you know. Um, but that's cool. Yeah, I love stuff like that. I love little um, quirky, like, I, you know, it's like happy accidents. I like to pretend that I came up with that term, but I, I don't know. It's, it's, everybody says that. <laughs> but, uh, happy accident. Yeah. Co- coined by John Stinson right, in 2015. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that's how secretly narcissistic I am. <laughs> oh, it's a secret. Uh, yeah. Not not so secret anymore. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, cool, man. Um, yeah, those those kinds of things are are fun. You know, it's like that's the kind of like thumbprints that make a record. And um, yeah, it's definitely um, it's definitely tricky to uh, it's a it's a balance. Yeah, it's a balance to it's a balance to. Um, to kind of find the right, I don't know, recreate that vibe, I guess. The only way to do it is, well, I shouldn't say it's the only way to do it, but the way that I've found to do it is like to know a band, get to know them, spend time with them, get to know their personalities, get to know them together, go to rehearsals, see what their vibe is like, go to live shows, see what their vibe is like, and then just understand that and then set that scenario up as best as possible 
in the studio so that that organically, that organic thing happens. And a lot of times it is like, you know, um, a lot of times it is that sort of understated place. That's like what happened. Oh, I thought you were, I thought sometimes there's spiders around the studio. I thought (laughs) something had like a huge spider on you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, no, we're good. But um, no, what you're saying, man, is like, that's, what's good about having a band is it can kind of be frustrating because you might have your own individual ways of doing something or ideas, but when there's four people, um, you can know whether a happy accident is actually a good idea yeah. or you can know whether, Hey, you really need to redo that. Cause it's just not sounding strong enough or Hey, let's go for something out there or Hey man, let's get even weirder. You know, you can get kind of pushed by other people's energy if I'm mm-hmm. tired and somebody else isn't, or if, if another person's having a go day, the good thing is like, we've all individually recorded other stuff before. So any one of us could jump on the engineering side while the another person tracks and yeah. stuff and that really kept the flow going instead of one person always having to edit everything always right. having to mm-hmm. we kind of broke it off and and with all you know I don't know if we hit this 100% but I feel like we got pretty close um there's nothing on the record that wasn't approved by all four of us yeah you know like everything was just an agreement if somebody doesn't like something then we just get rid of it because um the important thing for us was if it's not something we're all pleased with what's the point you know right um so if if somebody mentioned something we tried our best to to fix that sure yeah right on cool well um all right i hope you enjoyed that rerun of the first half of episode nine with ave again to catch the full episode jump over to johnstinson.com slash blog remember there's no h in john Type A-A-V-E into the search field. Episode 9 will be the first result. To connect with Ave, see what they're working on, and see when they're playing shows and possibly touring through your city, you can find them online at AveAveAve.com. That's A-A-V-E. And again, make sure you get subscribed to The Modern Recordist. The two main ways to do that are by going to my website, johnstinson.com, putting your email in the sign-up form there on the front page, and uh, you will be hooked up. But if you're more of an iTunes user, uh, you can fire up your podcasting app, open up iTunes on your laptop or desktop, search for The Modern Recordist, and click or tap that little subscribe button there. While on iTunes, do make sure that you leave a rating and review as well. Good and honest ratings and reviews clue other people into the value that you're getting out of this show and ensures that we continue to produce great content and bring on great guests that you find inspiring and fun to listen to. And finally, if you're getting something out of listening to The Modern Recordist, make sure that you share it with a friend or three. Go ahead and drop a link into an email or a text message or a social media post and let everyone you know how much you're getting out of listening to The Modern Recordist. That's it for this week. There is more for you next week. And in the meantime, go live your life of an extraordinary artistic visionary and create something impactful in the world.